Hello and welcome back to another episode of Tinderella Tales, the podcast that talks to you all about doing that one thing your mum always told you not to do, talking to strangers from the internet and then going and meeting up with them. In this episode we're joined by Meg from Meg McCart. I do kind of mess that up in the beginning of this, so ignore what I say, it is Meg McCart if you want to go find her anywhere. In this episode we'll be talking about incel culture. As a trigger warning before we get into that, we will be talking about violence, murder, and radicalization. If you feel like you're likely to be triggered by any of this, I'd recommend switching off now. So yeah, in light of the recent shooting at the hands of uh, Jake Davidson, who was a 22-year-old alleged incel follower, um, he recently shot dead his own mother and four other people in a, an attack in uh, in the UK. Um, and so it kind of feels like this conversation is really long overdue. But today I am joined by Meg of Meg. MC Art, is that right? Did I say it's it right? Kind of like my surname is Rick Williams, so like I just put art on the end. Okay, cool. I feel like I should have checked that before, sorry. <laughs> um, so <laughs> joined by Meg of Meg Muck Art, and uh, we're going to chat a bit about like what the whole incel movement is, where it started, um, and then like the problems that are being caused in society by it and things like that. Um, so, and also like things that are being done at the moment there's not a great deal being done but like we're in the initial stages of people starting to recognize it I think first I'm going to hand over to Meg and she can talk a bit about her work and like what inspires her um how it's evolved and then where you can see it if you want to see her work in the flesh and things yes so I'm Meg I'm I'm an artist I've got my own business but I don't see myself as a businesswoman like I'm an artist above all of that and student and student and then, um my work's really about social political issues which just really inspire me because I get so frustrated with the news and with politics and like I think the only way for me to like deal with my emotions is to put it into art so I always like usually you'll find me making art about what's relevant at the time I haven't made anything about the incel movement yet just purely because like it's a lot to process when you're a woman, when you see other men killing women for literally existing. So mm. I kind of, sometimes I've got to just like process it before I make anything. But um, yeah, I do a lot. I do do a lot about like feminism, socialism, um, and I do it from a perspective of a working class woman, which like I think art's very like, seen as a middle class thing and politics mm. is to enjoy which it, it's not at all like and we don't see the perspectives of like the like middle class women black trans women black people in general people of color like, we you never see like their perspectives in art really rarely yeah like and I just really like important like to use my platform now to like show my work but not only that but like my friends my trans friends my gay friends like my people like friends that are like black so I do I'm you can find me on Instagram at Meg McCart and I'm the same on Facebook but I also have my own shop if you're from Darlington in the corn mill I've got my own shop I've got my own shop online which is in my Instagram bio and yeah I'm moving, I've done a piece for Tits Upon Time in Newcastle, which I'm currently trying to, like, promote. That's a big thing at the minute. Like, it's just really, it's complex. It's like, 
a collection of like women in music, like women artists. And I think this is really important because we're all from the northeast, which is quite obviously a disadvantaged area. So we're really like I don't know how to put it, like it's just like a really good start. Yeah. Like, yeah. You seem like you do a lot for like underrepresented communities. Um yeah. and sort of like marginalized groups and things like that. So Yeah. Cool. Um I don't know if briefly you want to explain anything else about like tits upon time because I don't know anything about it so I don't know if anybody else will. Um, basically it's an organisation based in Newcastle and all the proceeds from the magazines go to breast cancer but it also is a collection of female creatives so like if you identify as female like they take submissions all the time. If you do an event like in the northeast, they'll put them on their page. So it's like very much raising awareness about like breast cancer, but also sexual harassment in the music industry and like problems we've got to face because Nat, who owns Tits Upon Time, has a record label which she's hoping to like use to like sign female artists that, like who maybe aren't haven't got like that capital to just have all the money and just go straight into it so it's hmm. very much like a publication like for working class women to like get us like out there and known that sounds amazing I'm gonna have to check that out now yeah um, the magazine last week oh cool I'll have a look then after like after this finishes I'll have a look around and see what I can find about it and stuff that sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like I should also state that this episode is likely to use a lot of heteronormative language because much of the discussion about like incel culture um, and the community focuses on how cis male, cis male and cis female heterosexual relations um, are like problematic within the incel movement or like the problems relating to that. Um, so it's not to say that these problems aren't don't exist in like non-heterosexual relations but it's just that today that's what we're going to be focusing on um just I wanted to make that clear before we went any further <laughs> uh, I watched a, a really good documentary last night as well about um about like incel culture and the movement and everything I don't know if you've seen it it was a BBC BBC three one recently it's new Adam is it new yeah it was out in July um and it was actually like it it was really good for doing research and stuff just from like dissecting it and then pulling apart different parts of it and researching those avenues further and things but um yeah it's definitely worth checking out because like I feel like if yeah. you don't understand the movement at all it kind of gives you some starting platform to know what what it is and I'm not saying trying to understand them I'm just saying trying to um know more about it yeah I when that shooting happened like I saw a few like posts I like I think the most helpful was from like vulgar drawings she did like like I don't want to be like oh infographics but like it was really informative and it like broke it down really um... like I'm a visual learner so I if, if it's just an article I can't really like process it but she it was so visual like it really helped me understand all about it mm, I think I might have seen it um it was like a little series of slides on Instagram, I think I yeah. saw it at. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah that was a really good like um, starting platform as well of like knowing a bit about the movement and like where it's come from and things um I can link it as well on the Cinderella Tales Instagram if I share it on the story and then save it as a highlight or something um yeah it's really um, involved yeah so briefly yeah like so the incel movement from what I've managed to find out so far um it was actually started by a, a woman which is I think it's crazy to see where it started <laughs> and where it's ended up look at, look at Matt taking something away from us again <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's another example of that really isn't it just like it was created by a woman yeah, it was like, adapted and now it's a, some, it a product it was not malicious at the start and now he's that like Mm, it's bit of yeah. mess. It's, it's had like toxic masculinity invested into it and then yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so it was like in 1997 before like Facebook Instagram and all that kind of stuff and uh, this woman called Alana set it up and it was a page that she named Alana's involuntary, involuntary celibacy and she was hoping to find like other people like her because she described herself as a late bloomer and she wanted to find other people who, and create like a digital online community of people like that. Um, and then, so she um, initially abbreviated it to Invcel. And then someone said to her, like, why not abbreviate to Incel? It's way easier. It comes off the tongue better or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, she wanted to build like a, a community. Um, and also I read that one couple who were from that original community actually got married. So at least there's, you know something nice something <laughs> um, every cloud yeah <laughs> um and and then yeah so she like took a step back from the platform when her dating life started to pick up uh and then it wasn't until she was in a bookshop reading she said she was reading like a feminist magazine and it was there was an article about the shooting with Elliot Roger um and I don't know if you've heard about his about that shooting before. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What? Sorry. I must have already been like about twelve when that happened. Yeah. And like no, now I'm nearly twenty, but we're still having it. So. Yeah. Yeah, because like. In some ways, it seems like it's a really short timeline of how this has developed. And then in other ways, it's like this has been going on for a fair while, to be honest. Now, we should it's have solved like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Elliot Roger was like seen as the first person who took the whole incel movement where it was it had developed into like misogynists talking about how women were the problem behind why they couldn't why would they were like involuntarily celibate um and you know that they they were deserving of these women and then yeah <laughs> uh they had like this entitlement mindset um and he was the first person who took it from yeah. being like online misogyny to in-person violence um when on the 23rd of may 2014 that was um he so he posted up videos online before the attack saying like this was his plan 
and he was intending to go into a sorority house that he deemed to be like the most attractive blonde women and everything else um, in the area. And he was like, from the stories that I've heard, he was going in with enough ammunition and, and guns and everything else to fully wipe out the whole sorority house, which was like 50 women. Um, oh my God. Yeah, so he killed... I think it was three people that were male in his um, like living accommodation first and then went out to go and get into the sorority and failed to get in there. So then drove around the town kind of just shooting. Um, and so like he wasn't, that's the thing with the in incel culture as well, that he wasn't just shooting at um, just women. Like that was the initial plan, but then he ended up shooting at what they refer to as like the chads, which are the conventionally... Oh guys that can get yeah. um I feel like I'm talking loads sorry I feel like pick me like like insults are just pick me boys aren't really they're just like you know like the nice guys that, like no one would ever date me like sort of and it's like yeah there's a reason like if you if I was talking to someone and they have the ability to go and kill someone like even if I didn't know that you kind of get a good feeling when someone's a bit like of a mm. psychopath like he's not obviously a safe person I feel like if he had a girlfriend he probably would have just done exactly the same like just use it as an excuse yeah yeah absolutely I think so because there's been definite links as well between um like people so also with the whole incel thing it's not just like oh they're 25 and a virgin or whatever it's anybody who's had an extended period of celibacy that wasn't their own choice well Surely that's yeah. like everybody. Well, yeah, um, it's surely like you could literally just not have sex for a few months. You could just not be like, you could have had a girlfriend. It's just men yeah. hating women, but they need an excuse to hate women because yeah. they just hate them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there was a guy who, um, I think he was in the documentary that BBC3 did, and he was saying that his ex-girlfriend took out a restraining order on him and then so the, the person doing the documentary was like so why did she take out a restraining order on you and he was like oh domestic violence and it's like okay well so you're not really starting out in a great place then are you if you're going from like oh my girlfriend took out a restraining order on me because I used to beat her or whatever to like now I'm going around on incel forums and then potentially shooting at women and things yeah like you just it's just women hating it's not even the fact that they're like being denied something that they're not even odd in the first place it's the fact that they hate women and mm -hmm. I don't know, it might come from some like childhood or something what they've learned but they just hate women and need an excuse obviously like, yeah I think it'd be interesting to look at like whether there is anything linked with um like problems in childhood development or abuse in in their childhood and or anything like that um and then it leading to like a direct correlation with people who end up as part of that community yeah but equally I'm not saying because obviously there are people who have a horrific childhood and then turn out completely yeah. like I don't understand like obviously like, I'm I obviously do not hate women I don't, don't hate anyone for like existing like so I don't understand like I just can't get my mind around how you could just one day like wake up and just hate someone just to just having a vagina like it yeah it's baffling I mean like, and the way they talk about women as well as if they're not you know they openly admit 
oh no we don't think they're human like human people or we don't think they're actual people they're you know these psycho bitches who have this um stuck up mindset where they don't want to sleep with us or whatever else and it's exactly like don't expect to get a shag when you just see us as sex objects because if a boy was talking like that around me I would, it would, I'd run I'd run for the <laughs> hill I'd be giving him no opportunities <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then like the the next massive attack was the Toronto van attack um in 2018 it took lives of 10 people um and then so the the guy who was involved with this Alec Minasian I think I'm saying that right um so his lawyer later tried to claim that um autism had meant they had like no understanding of the damage he was causing um and like lacked the empathy to understand what the repercussions of his actions were I mean luckily that didn't pass in court and he still was you know given the correct punishment for it or whatever um but I think there's been a lot of talk as well about how people who are neurodivergent are more vulnerable to being involved with communities such as this that are so radicalized you mentioned as well that um like you'd like to talk about that a bit as well because um you said your brother is yeah my brother he's 12 11 just got into year seven he's autistic but like I feel like not all neurodivergent people but a lot of them are quite clever a matter of fact and this in the incel movement for what it is is literally radicalization it should be classed as terrorism it's like mm. it should be the same treatment as like isis and like them sort of videos and like you can't come like i've never tried but i'm guessing it's not very easy to come across like stuff to like join isis like i'm guessing it's like you can't just type in onto reddit like stuff about it you've got to mm. The book, big Reddit, I I barely, barely use it. I use it for like RuPaul's Drag Race spoilers. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I, I literally like barely use it. But I, it suggests stuff to you. And there is a lot of like incels, like talk. You can find it so easily. You could literally yeah. tap into Reddit incel. There'd be forum upon forum. So I think there's someone, people, but my brother especially, I'm not speaking for all like neurodivergent people gets very obsessive so even mm-hmm. if he like sees reads it as like just educating himself he can get very obsessed and very into it mm. and it can like, take over his life so I feel like it's just very like it's so easy to just get all this information and be like indoctrinated and radicalized like it is terrorism they're not saying it's terrorism because the people perpetrating it are mostly white straight males but like I just feel like, especially like with autistic people, like I don't know whether the media try to demonize them by like that. I saw it after that Jake Davison shooting happened, there was like the likes of the Sun and that. The, I'd, I'd seen articles saying like he might have been autistic. I'm like, that's got nothing to do with the crime he committed. But at the same yeah. time, you've got to at least like think why, as it like, I don't, I don't know how to put it into words, but, like, like I think a lot of, like, speaking from experience, a lot of neurodivergent people can get, like, obsessive over this thing, even if it's just the research at the start. Mm-hmm. But even then, convincing, they're doing it for a reason, aren't they? They're trying to make it out like all women are bad, 
they know how they're speaking. They're doing, they're making it out to be this like big supportive movement. Like, oh, you haven't had sex. Well, neither have we. Like, we're so alike. And then it'll just like be like, I fucking hate women. Like, I can't believe no one's having sex with me. Like, yeah. it's just stuff. Like, I hate women that like are fake. Or oh, I hate Stacey's, all this. It's like, I don't know. I've gone on a bit of a ramble then, but like. <laughs> no, I no, no. Like... It's relevant though, because. Um... And, like, also, I want to stress that we're not in any way saying that um, all, like, neurodivergent people are incels or will become incels or whatever else. It's just that, like, the media are perpetuating this idea that um, there are, like, a a large amount of people in that community who are neurodivergent and that also neurodivergent people are more likely to be, like, indoctrinated because, as you said about, like, the, the whole thing of becoming really hyper focused or obsessed or whatever on something. Um it's like it's like obviously we see like with like like terrorist organizations, they always go off the most vulnerable. Mm. They always go off the most vulnerable. Like with the likes of Shamima Begum, like she was vulnerable. She was a child. And they groomed mm. her. It's like grooming. Yeah. And if you're yeah. like a young autistic male and maybe he's a bit socially awkward maybe he's like you don't understand people as much you're a bit like they they you didn't get hyper fixated on this and you think these understand me this is yeah comforting. it's almost like having a community of people who yeah. are not necessarily so accepted by society or included in society or whatever you think okay well I can link with that and then it's not that far a jump then to think, okay, well, I'll link to their other ideologies if you've already yeah, kind like, of got a gateway in. Like, they're not... A lot of these men are not there for, for you. They, they don't care about you. They care about hating women. They don't... They, they care about feeling sorry for themselves. Like, they, mm. they think they're entitled to everything. They, they just... They don't... They're very narcissistic and very, like, they're just psychopaths. Like, I did criminology at a level and it is very like it just just give me very like narcissistic vibes for men to be like they're entitled to have yeah. sex with because they think well there's nothing wrong with me like what like i deserve to have this you don't deserve anything from me like you do yeah. not deserve to have like if i if i want to have sex with you i would and quite frankly someone who displays that behavior even if they weren't like on in self groups and they're still displaying like behavior like that it gives it i i have a gut feeling like mm. they're still come out it's just yeah. not taking it into action it's just small little red flags yeah i think what's really interesting as well is like when they're talking about oh well if i was a, a chad as they're referring to it and i was like stereotypically an attractive male or whatever and it's like okay yeah. cool so you identify that you're not stereotypically attractive, but as a woman, like we're expected to like fucking wax everything we've got, paint our faces, dye our hair, ble- or bleach our hair or whatever else to be like the conventionally attractive Stacy or whatever. And then once yeah, the people are becoming that, then they're still demonized. Yeah, like they're like, I don't know. I don't think the plan is for them to ever find a woman I think the plan is to always, always put themselves, isolate themselves into this little box 
because mm. no one else is isolating them they're doing it to themselves mm-hmm. they, they, they're doing you can't get yourself out of this cycle unless you do something about it yourself I'm not going to go and pander to a boy because he won't doesn't think he's attractive enough like Honestly, that's a you problem because society told me I've got to do all of this to myself for you to see me as attractive. And if I even if I do, I'll be labelled as like something Shallow else. Like, and yeah. Yeah, like I'll probably bimbo or something. Like and I, I am. So <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the thing, like, because for for so long it's been like, oh, if you're a woman, you have to do X, Y, and Z to be seen as attractive. And then now women are like, okay, cool. Well, not all of us want to do that. Some of us do, and that's fine. And some of us don't, and that is also fine. And and now, like, some of the expectation is being put onto guys as well to be, you know, stereotypically attractive, and you have to like follow beauty regimes or whatever else, or you know, go work out all these things. It's like, okay, cool. Welcome to what we've been dealing with. (laughs) I'll work. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so I think like a really good step forward as well for like uh, sorry that was a really loud noise in the background here sorry Um, I think a really good step forward for like the legal system and um, what's the word punishment punishment for people who were committing like violent attacks in the name of the whole incel community was in like May of 2020 there was a uh, 17 year old boy who went out and stabbed a 24 year old worker in a an, in a erotic massage parlor and he killed her and then left two others like really horrifically wounded um and he was obviously charged with murder immediately but then they were also looking at adding terrorism to that and I think that's a really big jump that they were talking about it and saying look this is terrorism um I think we've got a long way to go still from there but yeah terrorism though it's fueled by an ideology that's extreme like that's terrorism like yeah it's just because it's not in the name of religion it's still it's still kind of like I don't know it's kind of like a cult the intel movement though I think the way it's like trapping people vulnerable people as well a lot of people like to are uh, to leave you were seeing a lot of violence a lot of suicide mm. like it's like it's kind of there's no happy ending coming out of this one no no it doesn't seem it seems like if you, you kind of once you're in you're in if you want out you go on a mass rampage and end your own yeah. life at the time yeah but yeah what you're saying as well about how it is it is uh, like a terrorist thing because it's motivated by like an extremist ideology was the reason that Toronto police were um like starting to consider it as a terrorist attack rather than just someone going on a mass killing because they were like motivated by this extremist ideology in the same way that like terrorist attacks fueled by religion would be so um exactly I don't know what I was going to say that. I was going to say something I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like with um, with the recent one that's happened in uh, in the UK, British police are still refusing to refer to that as a terror attack 
the last I'd heard anyway and everything that I could find but they were still referring re refusing to refer to it as a terrorist attack um, but then also it has been speculated I read on one of the articles that I was looking at about it um, that the Home Office's Office for Security and Terrorism was looking into the incel movement um, with like the, the idea that it's an emerging threat and trying to profile violent offenders um, and then like what causes people who are just like misogynists online to then turn into the people who are perpetrating and committing these violent attacks and whatever. So I think... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I believe them. I think part of me wants to, but part of me is thinking how they acted after the Sarah Everard murder. Part of me is thinking you're just saying that so we get off your back. Like you literally, yeah. like people in the police force that that think the same things. Like I don't know. It's like I I've lost a lot of hope in the police ever, since March last year. Like after that happened and how they trap women. Like it's just like and the Met Police is literally. I swear, like they're like I can't remember. She she's called Crusader Dick. But I don't know what she. I don't know what she does other than be a dick. <laughs> like it's like you like a woman heads it and it's just like I'm the police are so misogynistic it's they need to like it's all good for them saying they're going to take a stance on it but they need to look at their own institution first because it's ingrained in their institution as well like mm, I think there's so much misogyny ingrained in society in general that like in terms of policing ourselves we have to be really careful because I like to think I'm quite progressive in terms of I don't know if progressive is the right word I'm going to say progressive because it's the best I can think of in terms of that but then within like my own mind I have to please myself and I think so many people don't do that they just accept well that's how it's been and it's like okay cool well, society's been misogynistic for so long start thinking a different way it's just I don't know I think I think the media really doesn't help with stuff like this I mean social media like accounts like obviously your podcast like people's like social media accounts are really like going forward like my friends like like on my art account are really like trying to raise awareness but like media such as like the news is just like like they're, they're to blame really in this as well like they just they won't call it a terrorist attack but they and they're still doing like fueling misogyny basically like they always mm. they always have they always will but I feel like it's so like ingrained into them now like into the big news corporations into like just, in, just into the society it's just like society is fueled by the media and they're very misogynistic so I feel like for people that are, are perhaps more a bit uneducated like there's a lot of people that rely on the news for information other yeah. than like their own research like like my grandma didn't doesn't even know half of what happened with the Black Lives Matter movement because she doesn't have like social media. She watches the news. Mm. So some people only see half of the story and they're just like it's fueling like it's not, I'm just rambling here, but it's just like everything's fueled by the media. It's all getting by a the really media. limited perspective of it then. Yeah, it's very it's it's very I feel like I'm having the, the straw. It's, <laughs> it's it's just very 
Oh, can't get a word out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's because they're relying on like a single source or like a, a one type of source to get all of their information. They are only yeah. getting one style of information or whatever, um, and they're getting like a limited view of of the. I don't even want to say the truth. I was going to say a limited view of the truth, but it's not half the time. It's uh, like a warped perception of the truth yeah. where someone's fed their ideologies into it and then given it a different tone or whatever else. Yeah, like, it's just... The media is just so... Like, it's on... Like, there's so many, like, news corporations and they are owned by, like, what? 11 different businesses out of the yeah. whole world. 11 businesses. And I can tell you now, I don't think there's a woman on in any of them. No. And a lot of right wing. So what we're getting fed is right wing propaganda in disguise of being called the BBC. So. Yeah. And I think like there's obviously definitely an emerging pattern with, you know, these people are starting off on the forums and everything so and these forums just aren't pleased in the way they need they need to be as you said on reddit it's so easy to find this information you just you're not even looking for it it's just there in front yeah. of you um and there's no like police or there's not the necessary policing of it and then they're heading from those forums into like the more aggressive forums and then taking that offline and committing these like horrific attacks on people um there was a, a recent news article that I was reading last night as well when I was doing a heap of research um, talking about how teachers are having to, as part of their um, protect, oh no, prevent duty, it's called, sorry. Um, they're having to try and, like in the same way as they'd have to watch out for students that are being radicalised by, say, like ISIS or whatever, they're having to look out for students who are potentially at risk of being radicalised by the incel movement. but. I think so many people are, are not equipped to deal with that because as like as we've already discussed misogyny is so ingrained in society that people aren't necessarily picking up on the early stages of it um but yeah I feel like it's a lot like a boys will be boys it's just boys oh, honestly that's how, like, that phrase it's not normal like <laughs> it's like when people say oh that boy's been nasty to you because he fancies you no he's just been nasty to me like he's he doesn't fancy me he's being horrible like yeah and you allowing him to do that is just enabling yeah like it's very like from a young age it's like he's a boy that's what boys are gonna do no it's not normal for a boy to hate women and then go on a mass murdering massacre and like hmm. kill people it's not so like these tiny things of boys like even in like primary school it always be like oh like boys are just being rough because they're just boys like what that's a taught behavior yeah literally like but I, oh i was gonna say like if that was if i was a little like when i was little and i was at school and if i was being rough and i was like like you know like kind of play fighting you know they'd be like stop doing that that's not ladylike but mm. so boys are allowed an excuse and honestly they have literally apologies written out for them in society just like oh he's a boy he's allowed to do that 
these are boys allowed to stay like they're taught that they can stay out late at night. I've got to be home before it mm. gets dark. I've got to my friends to say I'm home safe. Like yeah, I don't. I can't. I'm, I get terrified walking home in the dark. Yeah, and I shouldn't be. But the problem is men. Are the problem. I have no problem walking home with like my gay friends. Like I know that nothing's going to happen. I know they're not going to be violent. It's straight men. They're like this, the thing is, well, I'm scared of like I'm scared of trans women using the women's bathroom because what if a ma- it's a man just pretending to be a woman and it's like you're not scared of trans people. You're scared of men and what yeah. the left they would go. Like I'm not saying all straight men are like this because they're not. Like, but on average, we are taught. I'm taught. Well, girls have been taught from a young age to be scared of them because they've had apologies made for them constantly. Like they've been allowed to get away with it. They've been brought up thinking that they can get away with it because oh well, they're a boy. It's just boys. It's because they've got testosterone. Like and. Yeah, there's so many excuses made and then women are policed and told, oh, you have to make these adjustments in your life to stop you from being attacked. We shouldn't have it where society tells us as women, oh, don't go out late. Don't go out wearing certain outfits. Don't go out on your own. Make sure you take a phone and pepper spray and everything else. Carry your keys between your fingers like the little, yeah. I don't know how you describe it, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's always teaching... Yeah, we're solving, trying to, society is trying to solve the wrong side of the problem. Yeah, like, start, teach your sons, and just, like, just, it should be in schools, in schools, they should teach from a young age. Like, I don't get why, like, when, I don't know whether it's, like, this is all schools, but when I was in year six, we had sex education, but rooms, so the boys had their sex education, which was, like, I don't know, about puberty, it wasn't really sex, but, like, even in secondary school, we were always put in two separate rooms, and it's like, so you're get there when you get the perspective from a boy's side of sex, yeah, in the girl's side of sex, and then you expect us to all with all these hormones in secondary school, like be left to it with our limited knowledge. Bearing in mind, they don't even teach like LGBTQ plus sex education. No, so <laughs> it's like. I don't know it's very like I feel like the education system needs to do something about it because it always all of this stuff it can be prevented with education but I'm not saying like one lesson I'm saying like it has to be in the curriculum from like early years like yeah needs to be consistent yeah. and throughout yeah. yeah no I was talking to um Lizzie from so she's got a campaign called open your eyes and it's like a domestic abuse campaign and she was saying like in terms of her education that she received it was one seminar on consent and it was basically like they just read out a bunch of things and said do you think these are rape stand up if you think yes sit down if you think no or whatever and everybody was vague on that and then that was that that was their whole thing on like consent and whatever else um and it is it's just that the whole education system is failing people and it's not in depth enough in terms of you know teaching to prevent misogyny teaching people about you know why are they separating people why why is it necessary to separate boys from girls when you're doing sex ed why do boys not need to know about female reproduction reproductive organs and also because 
that's all the sex ed teachers but and also like the whole female experience of sex and why do women not need to know about the whole male experience of sex like yeah it's baffling as well as obviously as you'd mentioned like the whole lgbtq plus part of it that is just totally missing from the system like you're either a boy or a girl in the education system and that's it you're either a straight boy or a straight girl like I don't know I left school like years ago now but I don't know if it's changed but from what I've seen I've had like followers messaging me like oh my god I'm so glad you shared this because I did a lot of work for the Terence Higgins Trust like about raising awareness for HIV like HIV and AIDS and they're like I'm 14 and I thought AIDS wasn't a thing anymore or HIV like I've like and I identify as gay and I've been like you know and I just thought it wasn't a thing so I didn't have to use protection I was like what it's mental because they do talk about it in the education system it's like oh it was a problem in like the 80s or whatever but we've solved it now it's fine I was thinking like yes I know you can like you can still get HIV but you can be on medication and like you can be undetectable but you can still catch it like Mm. it's not there's not a vaccine to prevent it you still catch it like Mm. exactly there's so much that's missed in the education system (laughs) it's crazy I don't want to jump straight from there into uh, and like because I've added on to the end of mine like uh usually I end with a question that is if you had a friend or a child or whatever else who was in the current dating environment what would your advice to them be and why but I feel like that's not a particularly smooth transition to being like the education system yeah. shit anyway how was that <laughs> what's your advice <laughs> so I'm trying to think of like a quick transition um because also, also the whole doesn't really relate to um oh wait if we quickly talk about okay um so also like obviously there's in online dating and stuff we're what am I trying to say (laughs) in online dating we're seeing like so many people who are as you say accepting of oh boys will be boys and that's just how they are um and that's why we've got so many problems now with I think I think within like dating apps and online dating and stuff because people are making exceptions or allowances or whatever for for, like ingrained misogyny in society and just toxic behavior and things on that note linking back to like the overall theme of the podcast um if you had a friend or a child or like obviously you wouldn't be old enough yet to have a child who was using dating apps but um if you had a friend or in the future if you had a child who was using dating apps or whatever and the the dating app environment was still the same then as it is now what would your advice to them be and why um I think it's very like I think women now feel like it's a very attractive thing for men to be macho and to be overly possessive and jealous and violent you see it on the island all the time like oh he's my type because he's he'll put me in my place like mm. do, do not have a man that'll put you in your place you don't need a man to put you in your place you just need to be yourself and know your self-worth you can put yourself in the place if you're if you're behaving in a way you know you're and you're aware of it put yourself in your place don't let don't expect a man to do it because they don't should have that authority over you I think with dating apps as well like men feel so entitled for a reply they feel so entitled to see like everything about your life all these photos like it's 
I haven't really, I don't really use them because I've got a boyfriend. I've been with my boyfriend for years, but like I've seen like friends, like men will be like, oh, like just straight up like, do you want to meet for a shag? It's like, no, you're not entitled to that. You're not entitled to no. my body. Like, like I'm not like slut shaming anyone. Like if you want to go out and do that, do it. But like they should not feel entitled to message you that without even getting to know you. Like, no, like, don't, I feel like a lot of men feel entitled to a lot of, like, women's bodies, and I feel like a lot of women are now, it feels, like, normalised, and like, oh, he's put me in my place, sort of sexy thing. It's not sexy for someone to tell you how to act, how to dress, how to behave. And I think mm. it shows, like, love, it's just like, oh, he's a bit of me, he's, he's, he's jealous, like, Sometimes jealousy isn't a good thing. Like it's not yeah. good to be jealous because you've got like a friend that's a, like a man when they've just met you. It's not stop normalizing toxic behavioral traits. Yeah, um, it really like learn to please not... yourself within. You know, don't say, "Oh, I need someone who puts me in my place." Yeah, if you can't please yourself, learn to do work <laughs> on yourself more. So, <laughs> okay, you catch me letting a man put me in my place. <laughs> love that <laughs> cool um so that's been a really good episode thank you so much for talking to I was gonna say us but I always refer to the podcast as an us because I'm like well there's listeners but it sounds a bit mental but uh thanks for talking to us today and um I know you'd already mentioned like your socials at the beginning do you want to recap them now and stuff just in case anybody wants to find you yeah my Instagram is Meg McArth my Facebook is the same my website is www.megmacart.com and the links for my for Tits Upon Time is also in my bio on my Instagram. But well, I'll also send you the link to that if you want. Cool, thank you. Yeah, I can put it in the um, little bio info yeah. thing of the episode then. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today and it thank has you. been wicked having you on here. Um, really enjoyed talking to you. I'm sorry I've talked so much. <laughs> Oh, Lords, don't worry about it. I get a bit passionate about these things. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. So a massive thank you to Meg for joining us today and also a massive thank you to you for joining us listening today. And don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating or subscribe on Spotify. Also, you can find us on Instagram at, at Tinderella Patels Podcast. But until the next episode, that's bye from me.